You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 92, recorded November 8th, 2020. The topic is theory crafting with Narv and Senji. Uh, I am your host for this evening. My name is Orchid. I am Elemist. We have two guests with us. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Senchi, you can go first. Um, yeah, my name's Senchi Boy. I play Destiny. Really enjoy it. I'm in the same clan as Orchid and really appreciate getting invited on the podcast today. Um, is this where I kind of say a bit about myself and always... <laughs> No, we'll, t- we'll talk to we'll Arf. Do that later. All right, all right. Yep, yep. We'll do that later. Don't worry about it. Arf. Hi, I'm not Arf. I play Destiny badly. And, uh, yeah, that's, oh, I don't play Destiny enough, to be honest. And uh, I'm a bit of a law geek. Well, try to be. Well, you're in good company. I guess we're all a bunch of nerds here, so this is fine. <laughs> starting off to a great start no it's good it's good all right um so quick podcast info we encourage feedback always it can be sent to us on twitter at guardians underscore lore you can tweet at me at hey it's orchid you tweet at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist nailed it you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com arf um don't find us on instagram at guardians of lore because i'm not gonna fucking post anything so get wrecked cunts as a review uh you can review us wherever you can find the podcast except for spotify because i don't know why you can't still uh find us on discord um on the lore up god fucking damn it's literally written out for you orchid <laughs> I know, but Danfinity, it's on our Discord. Okay, join our Discord. You can find a link on our fucking Twitter profile. It's there. Um, you can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Are you fucking happy now, Alamus? Yes. Are you fucking happy? God, you're No, I'm a- never happy. Uh, yes, you are. You're happy all the time. What are you talking about? Look at your happy face right now. Watching my cat lick himself right now in the balls. No. Right over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Does that make you happy? It's distracting. Anyway. <laughs> Become <Let's>... legend. <laughs> um, so, special guests, where can we find you on the interwebs? So, Senshi, where can we find you? Um, I've just started streaming around early middle of this year. So, I'm on Twitch as Senshi Boy. And um, I'm on Twitter as well. So yeah, just humble beginnings, starting out small. Uh, yeah, still still learning the wide wide world of the Destiny community bit by bit. Yeah. Cool, Arf. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at ArfNot. I still haven't worked out how to get this the right way around. Um, on Instagram <laughs> at notarf, and uh, I do occasionally stream, but it's not worth me telling you where to find me because it's kind of pointless. Because I very rarely stream. 
Oh, and okay. I'm also hanging normally hanging out in your uh, Discord. That's right. You can definitely find Arf there. He's one of our admins. So, yeah, and again, you can definitely find him there. You can find an invite link right in the episode description. Hey, Aww. look at that. Also, um, maybe read the directions yeah. on how to get in <laughs> to the Discord fucking dum-dums we've left a series of clues (laughs) read the rules we literally give it away guys just sign the eula and get in it's not hard apparently it is there's about 40 people i know it's really funny i'm just sitting there being like i know some of these people and i like don't really want to help them because i want to see how long it takes for them to figure it out which is a little cruel but it's kind of funny to me anyway um oh yeah so the next part is called this week at guardians of lore or the twoggle i feel like we need to explain that every couple of episodes (laughs) um so we'll get into like a get to know our guests a little bit so uh arf will go first so you're an admin for the podcast um and you've been on the podcast before we had our not our special Yes, I was not a part some of the of podcast my when we had that. Mad theories, oh which most God, of them have yeah. been absolutely um, was... proven wrong. He, you and Hyphen <laughs> just kind of talked the entire time. Yeah, I think. Um, just so happened. have you been since? That was like a year and a half ago. It was. It was a while ago. Now um, I'm pretty good, to be honest. Um, Expanded my clan out, so we've now got nearly 180 members over two over two two actual clans themselves using the combined Discord. So we're getting quite a nice community over Xbox and PC. That's awesome! Wow, uh, that's really great. Good job. So I oh, if anybody wants to veer, volunteer, I'm looking for someone to run a PS PS4 site for me. Yeah, no, I'm not on PlayStation. No, no, not many people I know are. I know Green is, but, but I'm awesome. pretty sure she's pretty busy. <laughs> she's got her own clan. And she's got her own yeah. hey, that's really great that your clan's going so well. So is there anything else happening in Destiny for you lately? Uh, is that about Not it? really. I managed to get... I finally discovered one of my clan, really helpful clan members taught my hunter how to jump. Well, taught me how to make my hunter jump, should I say. <laughs> And I finally got Outbreak perfected. Oh, awesome. Congrats. Congratulations. That's, that, yeah, that, that's a big job. Good. That's good. That's a that's difficult. Good job. So did you get the Catalyst too, or did you just get Outbreak? No, I didn't have to. I only got Outbreak perfected last week. Oh, so you were too late. So too yeah, late. there's not enough time. I accepted that. Mm. But hey, that's great. Good job. Outbreak is a great gun. You'll enjoy it. Besides... Like, Heroic Zero Hour takes you on a completely different path. It's my favorite one. You get to go I around get vertigo. on the side of the wall. I get vertigo when it, when it comes to that part. Aren't you afraid of heights? A bit. I mean, I can see why it would, because you're just above. But, like, in the normal path, I, I don't have an issue. It's only when you're jumping out on the wall, on the inside of the city. I'm 
I'm trying to reminisce my experience of that jumping puzzle, and I'm only drawing connections between frustration and pure rage. So I don't, yeah, I don't think I, I agree am. with you there. Yep. So just lots of red <laughs> flashing. The hardest bit for me when was jumping when... off those damn lifts onto the catwalk near the end. That was the hardest bit, and I just couldn't do it for the longest time. The bit after Trevor. Yep. Trevor often oh. rings around. One of the yeah. one of the very few moments in Destiny where your ability to die and resurrect is annoying. Mm-hmm. If I fall, yeah. just leave me. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's you great. Leave, I'm really you glad. You two leave me here. Go and clear, go and kill the boss. Yeah. I'll uh, catch up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pull me through. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, Senchi, um, like you said, we're in the same clan. So, do you want to just talk about like your destiny, everything? Oh, way, way back when Destiny One was being led up to and finally came out, I was so excited, like. The hype I had for the game at that time was unlike anything else. And then I played on PS4 um, all the way up until Forsaken. I actually had a big break kind of over the, I think, Curse of Osiris and Warmind DLC. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, because I, I, I had a big break from Destiny, and I came back, but on PC, just by chance... I'd bought a PC by this point, and then when Forsaken was coming out, I um decided to sticky beak at, you know, how Destiny was at that time, and I actually came back on PC right as the Solstice of Heroes came out, the first one ever. And so, lo and behold, I knuckled down, got my all three characters' Solstice sets, and next minute I'm Max Light going straight into Forsaken as if I hadn't been away. I was like, this is pretty cool. That's great. And um That's awesome. I'm really excited I'm really excited for Beyond Light because ever since Destiny One I um I've always really really enjoyed getting getting involved in the story. Like just like when you're reading a book or you're watching a movie and you're getting real caught up and you're getting really immersed in what's going on. That's how I've felt whenever I'm playing Destiny. And so, you know, I got excited when the shipyard on the Cosmodrome, you went all the way down into that, like, one ship up the end, and it had the Celebrant of Oryx in it, and then you had, mm-hmm. on the moon, the Shrine of Oryx, and then next minute, the Taken King DLC comes along, and Oryx in his Dreadnought, I'm like, oh my god! I've really enjoyed it the oh, whole yeah. way along. And so finally, like, Beyond Light's coming out, and the enemy that you were risen to fight against and stand against in the very beginning you're now about to be holding both in either hand and questioning you know what does it all mean now yeah that's 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 what i'm excited for nice yeah so um you're also I guess, like, I'll say, like, as a streamer, because we both stream, um, I don't think we've ever streamed together. I've streamed on, I've been with you while you've streamed before, but. We're on very different um, schedules kind of of thing, yeah. Yeah, it helped, yeah, it's because I'm, like, six hours ahead of you. (laughs) Um, But, 
you have um you do a lot of grandmaster nightfall helps earlier kind of uh, uh, it's kind of what you do now so over the last couple of weekends it's been Mm -hmm. um hard it's been inconsistent um simply because i i do it with a good mate of mine speakable auto on a sunday we'd a lot you know nearly five hours we did a nine hour stint at one point and we just put the message out throughout the week anybody that needs help with grandmasters um we'll take you through because it's one of those activities that actually requires you to take a bit of time to be tedious with the loadout so that you set yourself up for success it's like a mm-hmm. it's re- it's it's really like the the equivalent of one of the most difficult puzzles in destiny you know because there's a lot of premeditation there really is yeah. there really is and some of them you know you you really have to commit to a plan and the moment something goes slightly awry you either have to cancel reset and re-engage otherwise you keep trying to you keep trying to you know yeah mm-hmm. you, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot if you don't reset and reevaluate that's the thing it's like the thing i liked about the nightfalls in destiny one was there was a massive risk versus reward with the burn like the solar arc void burn that they had and also it was straight up if you died you went to orbit like that was extinguish and so now in destiny 2 when they finally bring out grand masters where it's the same um you die is it is it yeah you die you go to orbit if all three of you die and um with the champions and like i said as a team needing to commit to a lot of you know sections throughout with champions that makes up for the lack of the risk versus reward because the the singe isn't as punishing as the burn anymore so Mm -hmm. but yeah i've really enjoyed the gm nightfalls personally but that is when you know you're in good company because people sometimes can undervalue the importance of going into that activity with a lot of patience and having a lot of resolve to just you know if you will have bad runs where some teammates will make mistakes along the way and if you can mm-hmm. you know stay strong through that you, you'll eventually get out and get through it and come out on the other side it just feels that little bit better mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where the tougher it is the sweeter the victory is at the other end kind of thing yeah definitely but um you and speaks and um dead man and a couple of people from our clan all helped me get conqueror this season it's pretty cool it's really nice of you yeah big high up i never thought i would do a gm i think you helped me get my first one done yeah like they ever did over the last two weekends um it's just been hard, you know, coming up to be on light, having a lot of IRL mm-hmm. stuff to juggle at the same time. I want to be able to help people. I'd love to be able to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just scheduling and time management lets you down sometimes, but yeah, yeah, the big jobs. That was nice though. Yeah, no, the big jobs are great. <laughs> and everyone in the clan Discord's always just like. Ah! It's time. It's time for the GM nightfalls. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Speaks has these like spreadsheets. And, oh, speak. Like, Speaks big. is the brains yes. of the operation. He he's so much more than I am. Like, I I want to give him all of the praise because honestly, he's the one that 
gets in, writes it all down. I'm good at explaining, but he's consistent with explaining well. He has it all wrapped up in his head. He writes it down. If you know, it's a lot of information to keep stored up. And yeah, mm-hmm. fucking massive, massive kudos to him. It's crazy. Anyway, so Arp, is there anything that you have been doing or anything that you are excited about um, before? Since we're at like the very tail end of the season, this is going to come out after Beyond Light drops, but we are recording this before Beyond Light drops. How are we so going on spoilers? Like, Story wise, or uh, um, I'm a spoiler free zone so you are not allowed to spoil shit for me or i will cancel you <laughs> there's so much i want to talk about <laughs> nope danger nope <sighs> nope the clovis journal is good that's all i'm yeah, saying about I've, it i've i've had a brief scan over it i just with 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 the kids i i just literally haven't had chance to actually have a proper in-depth dive into it yet you let um, children read that why would you do that <laughs> Bedtime stories. That's not for children. Considering there's two scenes in there that are like straight out of horror movies. That's not for children. You should never let kids read that. That's for adults only. My fucking god. Danger. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I've just finished doing a big deep dive back into the books of sorrow for for the two Titans uh, podcast. Um, just to give everyone a brief, of what I've been trying to do is actually brief everyone to the the races and i've just finished the books of sorrow with them um i've just given them to this week actually recorded with them earlier and i've just given them a full brief rundown of the structure of the elixir and the fallen and the houses and how they're all set up and where we're potentially going with the enemies and the, an introduction into varics uh that went on a bit earlier on i rambled a little bit on that one but yeah it's it's I, with all the law that's coming out and the, they got pre-released in in the journal, I I am amazingly excited at the minute. It's it's fantastic, and ideas I've had previously that I haven't mentioned because they've just farted well further out there than my normal theories. One of them in particular, um, I think me and Hyven actually had the same view on this, and that that was the the picture. That came on the first trailer with the XO and the Vex back to back. We both had a theory on that, which I'll not mention right now because that goes into spoiler territory. Um, that basically has been partially, if not pretty much, confirmed in the diaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I did get a bit cocky about in the actual uh, discord and shouting out i called it <laughs> you and everybody else though so don't get too excited yeah, well, well, yeah, it was one of the few ones i've come up with that's actually turned out that it could actually be right <laughs> that's because you come up with bonkers theories yours are in the weeds half the time but i'm really glad that you came up with one that actually turned out true Oh, I've got a couple bonkers theories, but that's that's for later. Okay. Senshi, what about you? So, you know when I was explaining my history before and Curse of Osiris Warmind, I kind of peeled away a little bit? Yeah. I was keeping right up with the lore until then, and 
ever since then I've been doing catch up. So I've done my best, and so I'm I'm managing. There's definitely people out there in the forums in the community with a profoundly deeper knowledge of the law than I. But what I try and do is just you know take you try and take a little bit of what you get from playing in the game because there's dialogue that's not as readily available. You know, there's things that Ishtar Collective will miss. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of stuff from Mylon from all around, and then I'm able to piece together a couple of things. And I said um, the other week, I think in one of Mylon Games streams, um, you know, Deadset Reckon will be going into the Deep Stone Crypt with, you know, Rasputin's Engram and trying to race Clover Spray um, to, you know, put Rasputin into a um, an exo frame. You know, it's like we might have Anna on comms over our shoulder while we're in this raid and Clovis is trying to stop us from getting to this frame that he's built and then we'll be, you know, with Rasputin in our hands trying to get him to the body to get him into it, you know. Um like that's some theory crafting that I've done. And that's from no that information cool. from any of the new law drop or anything, mm -hmm. you know, that's pure speculation. Um but yeah. I was thinking about this just before we, we we started doing this and I was like you in a Oh, I I was like, I do enjoy I do enjoy the theory crafting but when I thought I think I'm I've messaged you about it, I was like, if I if I start going off on a tangent or I'm going too hard and fast. Mm -hmm. I'm very self-conscious when I'm starting to get the speed wobbles and when you're starting to go off the rails. Like I got real excited the other day when I was theory crafting the other day. And then I was like, you know, Zaifu Arath, you know, she's probably been in the background harnessing the power of the red war, the taken war. You know, I reckon she's got a lot of involvement in you know, the war behind the scenes that Marasov and Eris and everyone's kind of playing on there that we've heard little about. And then I've, I've come out with some rubbish after I'd had a few drinks and I was like, what if Zofu Arath is like the war priest of Savathun? <laughs> so as soon as I see myself getting the speed wobbles, I'm like, all right, no, 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 hang on a minute. Just slow down there. But I'm, I'm with, with this next... Expansion coming out, and we're seeing Varax, Aramis. We haven't heard a lot about Mithrax. Mm -mm. And, you know, anything could happen. But I said to someone the other day, I said, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if we see nothing of Mithrax other than more more build-up. Because, yes, we got Zero Hour, and we've had a fair few lore entries about him. He was present all the way back in any of my enemy of my enemy adventure, right? But there hasn't been any, you know, there hasn't been a full-on law book, law book about Mithrax or anything. It's been snippets along the way. So eventually, yeah. preceding his arrival and introduction, we're going to get a meaty chunk of consistent reference to his actions leading up to something. At the moment. Mm -hmm. Him, you know, being, I, I'm going to say he's going to be the one to herald in the House of Light for the Elixney. And at the end of the day, you want to know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for Elixney Guardians that you can actually become a Woken, Exo, Human, or Elixney. But that's that's one of those tangents. So he'll, 
you know. Yeah. He'll, he'll get a meaty Elements, chunk yeah. to introduce him. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be good times. That'll be nice. Elamis, what about you? Uh, honestly, I haven't been doing a whole lot this week. Um, a lot of it's been focused on editing podcast episodes and guest starring on podcasts. Yeah, tell me about that. Uh, I was on another Destiny podcast. Mm. Like, Our that's, that's the name. Another Destiny podcast. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Hello, friends. I, I was on it uh, about a week ago, and the audio got corrupted, so essentially we re-recorded um, today, like just before the recording for this episode. So I've been on the go. Um, and it's... The Clovis papers are so good. Um, but we didn't dive into the ARG stuff because we were coming up on like two hours and we were like, uh, we just scratched the surface of the, the first ARG page. This needs to be another episode. It's, it's quite interesting, I think, because I imagine a lot of podcasts, they, they get together, they're able to time manage with all their members around the weekend, and the fact that that came out Saturday morning, everyone's going to be like, we don't have time for this! Right. <laughs> There's too much! Right. So, yep. you right. know, juicy little meatball for everyone to process in their own time, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll, like, I'll apologise. I've, apologize like, I've got notes on the first part. Yeah. I just need to sit down and actually do notes for the second part. Yeah, it's juicy. Very juicy. It's so good. I was really upset driving home from work today because I have to work this weekend um, since I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off for Beyond Light and also because I just like need I need time off of work because mm-hmm. they're going to like work me into the fucking ground. Um, that I realized I wasn't going to be around for like the live event and I was really sad about that because I'm going to be working a swing shift on Monday it's like <laughs> oh boy to be fair we don't so, even know when the live event is specifically yeah, we do. 4.30 4.30 to 6.30 Pacific oh well, tomorrow after they kick you out at 4.30 and you download the tiny update that's for the live event, and then it's at 6.30, they kick everyone out, and that's when they shut the servers off. Oh, wow. Oh. at 4.30 Eastern. And so that's on Monday? Those hours. Or tomorrow? It's Monday. Okay. No, I had no Monday, clue. My, my Monday, Tuesday, Sanji's Tuesday. So it's going to be like 12.30 for you is when they turn the servers off, I think. Yeah. One I'm not going to stay for that one. Not you for Senshi. I don't know what oh, time okay. it is for you. My 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 understanding is, which could very well be wrong, is the season, the the expansion coming out will be same as always on reset time. And so working back from that, how long is it? Seven hours maintenance. Fourteen. If it's seven, I it was fourteen. It's not. Four. It's it's a it's a whole day. Okay. Yeah. However, yeah. however yeah. many hours maintenance working back from weekly reset essentially which is imagine when it's going to come out it's going to be 1 30 p.m is when your servers are turned off i think yeah so for you so morning stream i did the math in my head morning stream yeah, and morning then big stream. sleep for 
how many how many hours is in two weeks? That many hours straight, not <laughs> Jake. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I was upset about that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss the thing. My mom's like, can't you just watch one of your friends stream it? I'm like, it's not the same. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna miss an emblem. It's gonna be something like. I think that's going to be something like 2am for me. Yeah, Oof. I'm going to miss an emblem. You know me and emblems. I'm such an emblem whore. I'm going to have to get a new fashion to. emblem now. I'm going to have to get a new fashion emblem this next season. Coming to you live from someone's ghost in the tower. God. Oh well. It'll be fine. Anyway. Let's move on. I don't... I haven't done... Oh well, oh no, I could say I did. Um, I told our Senchi's and my mutual friend Sassy that I hadn't done Niobe Labs, and he was very excited about that. So he's like, "Do you want to do Niobe Labs tonight?" I'm like, "Okay." So he told our also mutual friend Aura that we were going to do because Aura's been trying to do it and then after we completed it it took us maybe an hour and a half and it's because I'm an idiot not because they're bad at the game because they're like legends at the game and um, Aura realized that they didn't he wasn't at the step <laughs> oh. to get the M oh no <laughs> so uh, yeah so I mean I got it but he didn't and I felt really bad so yeah but i mean like i finished it It was so much fun like it was tons of fun i had a good time it is that final puzzle gets buggy though the final puzzle was me using a solar weapon to try to shoot letters where i didn't know where they were because i couldn't see where they were so i was like trying to remember where they were and so, like, Sassy's, like, shouting letters at me, and I'm trying to, like, look them up on, like, my second monitor at the same time while I'm trying to shoot them, and I'm like... <laughs> shoot Alt F4. Oh. Press Alt F4. No! Leaves game. <laughs> oh, and, and see, what what I'm referring to is um, whoever... The sniper shot? Yeah. Whoever is doing the sniper shot, that final, it, like, shooting that fish gets really buggy. Yeah, he knew that. That's why it took my fire team nine hours or, you know, 11 hours because we didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was in the directions that we had, but he'd done it before. He had already finished it. Yeah, all three of us were newbies. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway. I can't remember what I did, but I think I was running double special simply to be able to do enough damage to kill the boss that was in front of me. And so I'm like, yeah, screaming to this one spot. All right, shoot that. All right, now go to your area. And then I'm like crying out over my shoulder. I need this special ammo brick. And I'm fucking running over there and then breakneck speed back to the area before the barrier comes up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Then mountaintops you sit. No jokes. Yeah. I used yeah. Wither Horde for a lot of it. I think I like, did too. Yeah. Yeah. That and special ammo finisher. <laughs> oh. That's, that's it's like trait. we need special paching. <laughs> <laughs> Our problem was getting heavy, honestly, because I was use I was the one using hammerhead. So yeah, I was too. Yeah, but then apparently jumping and hitting fly is hard. 
for me because I. Oh my god! Yeah, that that I one. Can't aim. Well, so like that one, it it. I got good at it, but there were times that it was just like not working the way it should have. I had ricochet rounds on because Sassy didn't tell me to turn them off until like we had failed twice. He's like, "Do you have ricochet rounds on?" I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Why?" Why yeah, not? That's, that's <laughs> on you. You didn't tell me to turn them off. Well, they count as two, so you're obviously doing it wrong. You're like, you're the reason why. We're like, that's all your fault. There, no, he would never say that. He's too nice. Yeah, so that's on you. The only abuse being flung was between Aura and Sassy. Oh, okay, we're gonna move on. Um, do any of you guys have any last whatever about? Destiny before we throw it in the bin. Nope. Goodbye. Nope. Goodbye year. Was this year three? Goodbye year three of Destiny. Yeah. Did you get... Oh, we usually at the very end of a book, I usually ask, did you like it? I'm going to ask this right now. Did you like it? Well, year For year was like three? A brief, yeah. Brief yes or no. Did you like it? Yes. 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 Can confirm. Me too. Yeah, I liked it. Not it not brought the... Saint back. Hmm. That season redeemed the entire year for me. The Saint fourteen stuff. Yes. Yeah, because he's in a relationship with Saint with Osiris now. That's the most beautiful thing in the gang. That season burnt me out for the longest time what you get Last trying to tie a, a bunch me. of like realities to get your like trench barrel fucking whatever shotgun that you're trying to get the sensation i had when i go, hmm, go, go going back to curse of osiris when you actually find saint 14's mm-hmm. tomb i had more feels then than i did you know, that was like the myth, the man, the myth, the legend from Destiny 1, living through the embodiment of that exotic helmet, and then here, surrounded by mounds of Vex chassis, is the tomb of Saint-14. And then he came no, back in a DLC, which is, you know, not, nothing bad about that. It, it was cool, and so now we've got Saint-14 back. Mm-hmm. But... That that was a very special moment, except for when I f- got really excited and then took my friends into there to show them, and then they started teabagging him, and I was like, "This this is this is a crime. This I'd... this this is sacrilegious. Why why? <laughs> <laughs> I should never have brought you here. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh mate, that's so sad. Oh dear, that doesn't surprise me though. They don't play Destiny anymore. <laughs> the ghost probably left them. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Big rip. Ghost returned. <laughs> returned to light. <laughs> Jesus. Big rip. Okay, Alright. Um we're gonna go into a lore network ad. And then we'll go into Travelers Chosen. The Lore Network. Tune into the Spinfoil Theory Podcast for questions. Who's, who's an orc? Who's, who's 
an or? What, what is what is an or? What is that? Her queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For spinfoil theories. Mars the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Insert information here. So why you didn't you didn't give the you didn't give the information we give you give the information? Oh, uh, Spinfoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spinfoil Theory and or uh, uh, Spinfoil Theory at Gmail dot com. That was a great ad. Awesome ad. Yeah, you know I had a lot of feels. While listening to that ad. I didn't. <laughs> so. Uh, now that I've made a dick of myself, I will be reading <laughs> The Traveler's Chosen. Uh, it was obtained originally by completing the quest Exodus Evacuation during the season of Arrivals. Um, as of the episode releasing, I don't know how to actually get it currently. So, feel free to add us on Twitter. Uh, the flavor text reads, All we have left now is our faith. And the Lord tab reads, I push into my ossific den, and he is there. I see him looking over the side, toward his traveler, head bent. He is speaking softly, but I can hear him. Anyone who was listening could. He waits for a response, and I do as well. Tense, curious. He stands attentively, this loyal dog of a man. It is no time at all for me. But for him, the hours creep by in silence. I am ready to choke the voice of his traveler if it answers him. But there is nothing. He tightens his grip on the railing. I feel something shift inside him, and a new possibility presents itself. Again, I press against the sockets. The net creaks softly with my eagerness. Someone approaches, and he turns his back to his traveler. There is an exchange, obscured by the rubicund thrash. He has given reports. Hope bleeds from him. He gives the messenger a token of his faith. They accept it without understanding its meaning. He watches as they leave. There is a hollow place in his center. It is beautiful. I return warily. I do not see him, but I hear him. He speaks to all with a voice thick with grief. I must learn how far I have been set back. I reach to him tentatively. Strength. I push and feel only sweet, soft rot. I am delirious with pleasure. It gives them no answers. It was a reflex, the spasm of dumb muscle. A song of joy rises within me. Now.
There's so many words in there that it, that first line, Pacific Den, is that more Taken related, more Ahamkara related? I had originally read this. Um, so, so for those who who are listening, ossific is the forming or becoming bone. Mm. Um, you know, I push into my bone den, and he is there. Uh, I had originally read this as. Savathun. Hundred hundred percent, hundred percent can say that. Yes, Arf. Um. Right. I'm I'm clear. This is the I'm uh, uh, I can't fucking say that word. The skull above Lord Shacks. It's all good. <laughs> um. So, are we clear? This is the actual soul of the uh, of the animal of the skull's owner actually in there, or is it something else? Because I kind of read it like it's been inhabited by something else, maybe like Savathun, and she's watched, you've been watching the tower all this time. And and that's what how I took it, especially with the line from prophecy about how you know shacks didn't hear eris sing or hum because it's savathun's song he's so close to the ahamkara skull that he's hearing savathun's song and like all dark relics are starting to hum it mm. now i'm presuming so that's how i took of, it i'm i'm presuming it's talking more about zavala than shacks because yes. Zavala is the one that's actually looking out onto the traveller. Now, I'm presuming the time, time frame-wise, I'm guessing this is around the time of the evacuation quest line. The reason why I say this is the messenger. The messenger comes and gives him news saying, well, basically, they're not coming. And that, that leaves his emptiness inside because... I get this, but uh, I get that Sloane was a bit of a confidant for him after having known him for so long. So maybe even there's a well, there's a bit of a jump here, but maybe there's even a bit of a love interest there, maybe. And um, because they're not coming, that leaves the emptiness inside and the possibility that she can work on that then to actually get him to either turn on us or, or increase his doubt in what he can do. And see, I had originally thought that, like, you know, he speaks to all with a voice thick with grief. I had originally thought that that was still, like, him grieving Cade because he hasn't had time to just sit there and actually go through the emotions and grieve. Well, that that's possibly part of it. Because he's already lost Cade, so he's still grieving for Cade, and he gets his news that the people he relies on, the people he trusts, aren't coming back. Yeah. And that just deepens that hole inside of him. And puts more doubt right. in his mind, which which gives her a way in. 
Right. Because Sloane, like, we see how her story ended. With her in a mecha suit, just bashing Hive and... Stupidly. So I I do have a memorial screenshot from behind her. Nice. (laughs) High five. (laughs) I do appreciate her derriere. It's luscious. Wow. Um, but no, what? like I, I hadn't thought of that actually, because Sloan is his lieutenant, and there, there, there is the the law out there how they built the wall together. Yeah, I like that. I, I hadn't put two and two together there, but yeah, because t- Titan's where he goes when the Cabal capture the Traveler. Yeah, that- that's where they all rallied. Hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Because that that would actually lead and, and us like, straight into the um, the the web law where he's actually completely doubted himself and actually confided in Icora. Yeah. And like when I first read the web lore, I I was like, who is he talking about? And then really thinking about the evacuation quest, it was like, oh, oh, he's talking about the the two guardians that you know are going away. Well, it's not just the two because Anna's coming. Had Vance there as well, which which did have some aspects of trust from him to actually be the vendor for that outpost, but that's just Vance and. To be fair, they all went out with a a decent amount of uh, glory, shall we say. Uh, and we forget, well, because so... we've been on the planet for so long, They are two of them are guardians, and there is a reason why Vance is there. And it's not just because he's Osiris' sycophant. Well, so, so the thing is, like, when Zavala actually got news about the four planets going away and you know what to do with the vendors like at the end of the evacuation quest he was like all right let vance have that infinite forest it it seemed like he didn't really care i got i think a lot of that is because i was gonna say i got a sense of frustration from him because in this moment of crisis he's trying to get them all to like rally back at the tower and then, in his eyes, next minute, you've got Brother Vance, in his eyes, prattling on about, you know, the infinite forest, holding some... Basically, yeah, I, I, I got a sense of frustration from Savala that Vance was in this time of need, starting to prattle on about some fanatical um, obsession again with the infinite forest which when you read his dialogue that he gives you throughout the quest line because you know what a wild wacky place the solar system is in destiny and the universe you can be like oh i'm actually interested to see where this goes with vance but savala's savala's position is no come on mate what are you doing like last city we, we don't have time for all of this you know so well, I got like, I got a sense he wanted to see Brother Vance be saved. He didn't yeah. 
get fr- got frustrated that he come up with he's some got other frustrated things. and basically he's basically got frustrated and basically said fuck you you go do what you want i've got to sort this out <laughs> yeah uh, right because like the actual words from him you know um so this is how it ends anna bray will join us in the tower with what she's salvaged of rasputin but the rest let brother vance chase shadows we can waste no more time trying yeah. to stop him asher Murr will stand and fight he still has the heart of a guardian and deputy commander sloan she plans to meet the pyramid above titan head on one woman mm. against the darkness what more could i have done so like i i still don't think he holds too much regard for vance but the other two he does mm. and it's clear in his his words yeah no, we 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 do know that both of them are pretty well. Deputy Deputy Commander Sloan, that's obvious. She's quite. She well, she is the senior, and we don't know too much about um, Asher Mir's past in in regards to Vanguard operations, apart from what he went through to when he um, got infected with, got vexed. Right, um, but. In the evacuation quest, the storyline there, you see how skilled Ashimir is. The way he goes through the uh, Pyramidian, and even the Vex to sort of take a step back and go, oh, hang on a minute. If we go near him, we're going to get that destroyed. Nightfall. Well, he I, just I sold like a 200k Nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> just send it. <laughs> I love oh, the yeah. fact that I love the fact that the first couple of pages in the the arrivals law talking about the pyramid ship on Io, the first thing Asher does is build a a a, a rail gun and fucking shoot it. I... Like straight up the site, the he field, the field scholar shoots it. We not not like an attack with like a no, he... a beacon. And then eventually managed to um, discover that the even though when something would like intercept the ship, it would disappear seemingly from the face of existence. He eventually built a device that, when fired, managed to give off a single uh, a signal for a couple of seconds after it disappeared, which then let him know, okay, nah, it's still there. We just can't see it. Not just that, but he did it while he was drinking his coffee in the morning. Oh, or really? Something. Like, yeah, he's like making his coffee, and then he's just like, "Oh, fuck these guys!" and just like his makes coffee? his like rail gun. It, it was still, it was not cold when he like fired it. Can you imagine how his yeah. coffee was, was still coffee. hot? Yeah, it was his. It was still. I think the the lore card said it was still warm when yeah. he fired it. So it took between the time of him making his coffee and then him drinking it again, it was still warm. Love it. Yeah. But still, like, he gets on Zavala's case about, you know, going to the Almighty and, oh, I'm going to punch it. And then Asher's first reaction to the pyramid ship, I'm going to shoot it. Bloody it's like perfect storytelling. <laughs> Plot twist, Asher's right. a titan. It wins at us where we do a oh, I love event it. to make a noise. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a warlock with the heart of a titan. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're Asher. 
Oh, God, no. Oh, hello there. I'm Fell Winter. No. If I'm going to be anybody, I'm going to be Fell Winter. No, I've, I've got... Dead? I've got... Yeah. On the inside. So I've got a I've got a thing with the with the law tab. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. It's it sets the scene, right? Tower. Uh-huh. Skull of Ahamkara yeah. above shacks. Traveller, mm-hmm. railing, all that. There's two titans there. There's Savala. And there's Shaxx. Shaxx, what's he got to do with anything? Why why? He's the crucible guy, nah nah. Um when you're in the prophecy dungeon, one of the bits of dialogue that you can get when you go from the decahedron room or whatever it's called to the ribbon ribbon room, you can get a bit of dialogue when you um, find one of the emissary dialogue things in there. And the the drifter and Eris start having a discussion, and then it comes up that. Shax told Drifter about something, I, I can't remember, but then hums a little tune, and then Eris picks up on what the Drifter said and goes, wait, did this song that he sung you just so happen to go like this? And she proceeds to hum the Savathun theme. Moon is made of cheese. Yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. Yeah, and Which so is he's oddly su- enough the Shadowkeep theme. Yeah, and so in that moment, Eris is then drawn a line from that skull sitting above Shax to Shax, and a connection there. Which, other than that statement there, to my knowledge, there's probably lore about it somewhere. I just don't know. I haven't seen it. Which is another reason why I believe it's Savathun in the skull rather than the um, the Wish Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. No, I I agree with that because there's um like we've already seen a connection between our Ahamkara and the Hive because Oryx, you know, come across the the Ahamkara aren't exclusive to Awoken in humanity. They're throughout the all the races. So 100% like if Oryx could, you know, have an interaction with Riven to the point of taking him or her wait is Riven him or her 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 Riven's her okay I was like hang, hang on a minute <laughs> but um I, I've got one other thing here right what if it's Zaifu Arath it's against his nature it's not sorry exactly it's against his nature it's against Zivu's nature so oh, the worms yeah. specifically, like, they start eating at them if they don't stick to their nature. Zivu? Yeah, that's Norik, a bit too Norik, sneaky. Which was the first, the first navigator, and he was his, his nature was to navigate, so he was navigating death. You had Savanthan of the Keen Mind, who basically her nature is to be clever and into tr- trickery. And then you have Zebra Wrath, who is war. He has to make yeah. war. He has to go against you head on. He can't do all the trickery bit. That's Savathun. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, that's the other thing. I don't want to stray too much from um, 
Trevor has chosen, but I do want to say this before I forget. For the longest time, we've known about the uh, war behind the scenes with Marasov. Um, and we've attributed Savathun to that for ages. What if it's a bit more, you know, because we don't necessarily know the nature or the relationship between Savathun and Zyphir Arath. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, so pull me up if I do. But what if um, good. we kind of end up seeing more of a Eris Morn and Savathun come to a head? And then Mara Sov and Zyphu Arath come to a head? Because if Mara's fighting a war behind the scenes, and we haven't seen anything about Zyphu Arath, she hasn't even been mentioned at all, other than the Books of Sorrow until this season that we've just been like alluded to recently and it's on the dreaming city mind you or like by the looks of it that'd be really interesting Makes to see sense. that this war is actually involving the sister of war of the three of them it would um it's certainly plausible we don't um, have we don't have specifics about what mara is preparing for mm. so it could be and it it could not be i mean there's so little detail that we just don't know that's it all right should we right. go into theory crafting for beyond light sounds good that's all right, where do you want to start? Because this is okay. I we specifically asked the two of you because, um, Arf, obviously you've been on the podcast before, talking about multitudes of spin foily theories that God, are you can way say it. <laughs> over my head, way fucking in the bush of just I don't even I. What you, can I? What can I say? Okay, My mind I need works to differently. This with like, yeah, um, you <laughs> sent, yeah, you sent emails. To the podcast, like you're one of the only people that email us. Besides, BK sends us memes once in a while. <laughs> get Joey in. Hey, oh, Cobra we, Kid. We've gotten yeah. We've gotten more emails from Joey than BK. That's true. That's, true. That's but BK whenever she emails us, just sends memes. Yeah, I know. Um, Ten seconds. So, this is true. Um, so, you have sent us very long, wordy emails before, which yes, is like my first exposure to you were long, wordy emails. Hey, <laughs> and then I put you some serious thought into my... those. Yeah, and then you seeing a picture of my foot the next day. So, <laughs> that's. Hey, did you like mine? <laughs> yes, your ankle was very lovely. Thank you for sharing that with me. I was excited. <laughs> Wait, that's a good mailbox. Oh, oh boy! Until just now. Oh my god. Okay, Arf, fucking lay it on me. Which one? Like, like a, those ankle blue? picks. Oh, sure, good one, man. Not nearly just broke. Just tear the bandage off. <laughs> 
this is okay. So I did say, Arf, I did say I chose you because of the fact that you um, wrote very long emails. I chose Senshi because I know I like Senshi's theories, even if I hear a lot of them. <laughs> 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 I've got a I question hear a lot of them Senshi. when he's trashed. <laughs> I've got a question Sorry? for Senshi's, actually. Anna, Anna Bray in the EXO, the EXO frame that she's going to put Rasputin into. She's already yeah. got an experimental exo exo frame. Why would they need to? Rasputin does. His yeah, because his mind is already computerized. It's not human mind. It doesn't need to go through the process and Deepstone Crypt. So I'm trying to figure out mm. what you're thinking is to actually taking him there to actually create him. If it's something along the lines of involving Rasputin, if he's already got a body, it could be something else. It could be. You know, the whole process Clovis Bray may or may not be going through, if that's what it is, with um, putting himself into an exo frame or a frame period, if he hasn't already, us going in could be, you know, um, one, one, one speculation, one theory craft I've come up with is we're going in to acquire a specific component that's going to be vital in bringing Rasputin back, but us acquiring that will compromise Clovis Bray's um, own intentions and plans. So then he will be trying to stop us from achieving our objective. Um, big, big, big raid plot intensifies. But then, you know, there could be the possibility of we simply go in there to stop Clovis Bray with whatever he's doing. Um, but have yeah, you, I, I, I the... was a bit unsure... So have, have you read the um, Legacy Web Law with Anna Bray? No. No. Basically, that's the story is she's found a link of pillory stations, um, 13 in total, where they're designed to actually split Rasputin's mind if he goes rogue. Um, and they can partition sections of his mind off. And on the, and on the last one, it was a space station orbiting, was that Jupiter or Saturn? It's one of the two. I can't remember off one the top of, of my head. Now, in that station, you find racks of exos. All of them have been specially screened so that the, the exo consciousness inside it is compatible with Rasputin or another war mind. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm guessing that she's already got her experimental frame from. And she did bring a portion of that station back with her as well. Yeah. So if she's the already only, got a not, or, uh Sorry, go on, Ellis. The only thing I can I can argue against that is that because it's an experimental exo and it is specifically set up for a small partition of Rasputin it might not have the actual capacity to hold him it's possible like it could be but a storage they, they, issue they, they don't have the full consciousness they got what they could mm, right they literally, they, literally, they, literally, they literally bugged out and got as much as him as they possibly could yeah right Essentially, it boils down to we don't know how much those exos can hold, you know, being that they're experimental, 
how much regular exos can hold and how much of Rasputin they saved. Like if Rasputin yeah. takes a hundred gigs, and you know an experimental exo can only ha- hold thirty gigs, but they were able to save seventy. Like that's how, what I'm getting at is, is the actually... experimental exo. Right. The experimental. So they may then then need to take the experimental exo in to increase the hard drive size. Right. Just, exactly. Just quickly, does um those thirteen stations? He got split between the thirteen of them. Is that what happened? No, or out they, of the thirteen, they were, ne- they the were one... never. It was a contingency plan. Um, basically, they they were designed to partition him off, and the last the the last station, which was the space station, was designed to launch a bunch of exos with some. Was it? Did they had? Did they mention Seaver in it? I can't remember. I don't think they did. But they basically, they're going to launch these advanced teams of exos off with a blueprint of a war mind to set up and reseed the human human race on another 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 colony that Rasputin mm. knows nothing about because these were completely off the mainframe. Yeah. I have so much to catch up on. <laughs> to be honest, oh, that just wait until you find really out read actually. Yeah. Just wait until you find out Felwinter's uh real lie. Oh, I I've I've seen yeah. I've read that in the like the actual law in the game. Yeah, oh, that was so cool. Oh, man. right. And and that's essentially what the contingency plan does. It takes a part of Rasputin and then puts it into an EXO. Yeah. Felwinter was the product of Rasputin's own version of that. Yeah. Obviously, this one now has been Anna saving him. Like the the Rasputin we see when we see him, it's not going to be the same. He'll be, I imagine he'll be broken. He'll need help. He won't be. Mm-hmm. He won't be what we have seen him as. He'll be a much lesser form. But yeah. Now another question I've got. It's not necessary for you, but we already know that Rasputin had access to the Deepstone Crypt. Um, if it's the uh, is it the Ghost Fragment Exo Stranger? He talks to. Yes. Elsie saying you're not one of mine which means he was controlling those and he built Felwinter as well himself without human interaction, human intervention there at all so he's got to be a controlling force in the Deepstone Crypt so I don't understand how he didn't actually realise those echoes were being built at all um, just for context you had the exos, and in the space station we found the experimental exos, which were called echoes. Now we don't know how different they were from existing exos, apart from the screened mind in them. Hmm. Yeah. All we know is that they got seriously messed up. Yeah. Well, um, that one did when he was reset several thousand times. Yeah. That that was a depressing entry cuz you're you're reading it and like this poor exo got reset thousands of times. You see how forgetful Banshee is at 44. <laughs> <laughs> well that that's another thing. Is that 
the amount of resets he's had? Or could it be that exos of a certain consciousness have a batch? I think the number, my understanding has been that the number represented the amount of times that when they made them an exo, the mind transfer didn't take. And so for Banshee, it was on the four, it was on the 44th process well, they, that he successfully became they, an exo. They talk about DER, dynamic, is it dynamic exo? Um, exo rejection this um, dissociative exo mind rejection that's the one uh, and basically D-E-R. they're supposed to they there's talk of them actually the mind almost like shuts down so they reset it now oh, I, want, I want to go into so this but i can't essentially spoiler territory i know no do you know what i'm gonna do next time i made the decision because this is coming out after beyond light starts fucking go ahead go go okay right here we go go for it knock yourselves out do it are you sure i've read like half of the yeah go ahead go ahead we could always nope Nope. so so before the collector's edition came out the the actual number behind the EXO was how many resets they had. So whenever somebody is created as an EXO, like if if I were be, to be turned into an EXO, I would be Elemist 1. And then my first reset, reset, I would be Elemist 2. So continual resets would increase the number in the name so banshee you know banshee 44 has had 43 resets okay yep because the first one is always going from the actual you know flesh and blood into the exo body it's almost like an update you have to download the update install it and then do a restart so that's where you get one from But yeah. what if that's not actually the case? What if Banshee is just damaged? <laughs> what what if you, you can get the, the rule of 20? Because they say they can't actually regenerate the mind twenty more than 20 times. What if that they actually get a batch of exos, 1 to 20? And put that one mind in twenty exos, so you got twenty versions of that one exo. You understand what I mean? And whichever one and takes. Ban- well, no, it's not whichever one them takes because the the it's theorised a long that time ago the... that the exos were built for a long forgotten war with the Vex. Now that would make sense if they're trying to hold them back off Europa to harvest the mind fluid. Yeah. Now, so the, they actually, maybe there Banshee, be... Banshee was an earlier one, and he's actually 44, or 44 in a batch of 50, say, and the later ones are a bit glitchy. Because this so is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. 
Okay, so so essentially you're saying like there is a Banshee one, Banshee two, Banshee three. Our Banshee is Banshee forty four. Yeah. And it's not necessarily how many resets, but it's what it essentially is serial in number batch. in the batch. Yes. There's at least okay. there's been at least forty three other banshees in existence. Yes. At the same time as Banshee now, 44. That would be interesting. You you go back to the law then. You go back to the law and you look at um I can't remember exactly where it was, but the um the exo that was shooting himself in the in the face with a laser. <laughs> uh yeah, which I know what one you're talking about. Banshee. I can't remember which uh, the Santanaut one. <sighs> Uh, I, I know the one you're talking Thanatonaut, about, the Thanatonaut. Experience, yeah, Thanatonaut, that's it. They experience death multiple times, and in that brief moment between the death and the resurrection, they can have visions. I was going to say, shooting himself in the face with the laser was probably me on a strike or something, so that was my bad, but disregard. <laughs> um, no, like, essentially... The Natanauts are guardians who continually kill themselves just to try and pierce that veil of death to see what's on the other side. Because guardians are the only ones who can attempt to die and actually report back what they experienced. So in, mm. in this, they, they wanna, this particular exo has a vision of an army of exos or a squadron of exos and it's mentioned there's a ghost hanging from his belt uh, and they're facing off against the vex and the vex utterly destroy them now that squadron of exos that could be banshee 1 to 44 shit yeah which would make sense with Cade as well because Cade was a security guard that basically he got into debt because he fuck shit up and he destroyed a lot of expensive gear and he owed Clovis Bray a lot of money so basically Clovis Bray said to him "said come and be an exo and we'll cover your debt um, so now yeah, this leads me into a slightly another part as well it has been revealed it was always previously theorized to scan the human brain accurately to upload it to an exo, you'd have to kill and destroy the brain. Now, it's I believe it's actually in the new law that's come out that that's been proved false. They simulate the brain using VEX. So, in so, the new one, it says a... Uh, I've look. I'm sorry. I'm because I do want to know, and at the same time, I'm gonna soak this up. So I'm like listening, and at the same time, I'm like, I'm gonna try and ride this fine line between like willingly not understanding entirely, so that what you've said when I read it, I'll be like, oh my god. <laughs> so go on, Alan. When so when the exos were first being brought online. After the the mind fluid was figured out, is that? Hang on, my 
I'm I'm keeping it somewhat spoiler free. Um, so once the the mind fluid was actually figured out, um, it it actually there's an entry here that says you know a true upload requires a maximum resolution subneural scan, and sh such a scan is invariably fatal. That means I will only get one shot. I will not take it until the exos are stable. I refuse to be an alpha tester of my own immortality. Now, mind you, this is in entry nine of Clovis's journal, and his journal has 16 entries, the last seven of which were actually introduced as part of an ARG. Which only and came just out got... yesterday. Right. So, so we haven't had time to dive into the other seven. I've had a quick gloss over, and basically, it says they can actually they don't need to destroy the mind anymore to simulate to use the vex to actually simulate this. Now, I I came when we saw that picture of the vex and the exo back to back. I theorized that basically they were simulating the host, as in the um, like the Istar collective crew. Um, Dr. Shim, um, the idiot, I can't remember his name, Dwayne, is it? Dwayne McNeod. Yeah, let's just call him Dwayne Dibley. Oh, and Maya Sundarash and all them. And Maya Sundarash, exactly. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they all got simulated so perfectly by the, by a Vex mm -hmm. mind. So my theory was, why can't, when I saw that picture of the Vex and the, the Exo back to back, why can't they simulate the human mind so accurately just by studying one subject and then take that digital copy they already have and go, zap. Download it straight into that Vex. No effort needed. Now, it's pretty... I haven't read it properly, but I... But from what I've read, I believe they actually started doing that. So then that led me on to, well, actually, hang on a minute. This is mental. I, but what if I don't... they are keeping the bodies in stasis? I and this don't is what think... the long, slow whisper is. Well, so so I actually don't see anything in the last portion uh, that talks about like I said, them I, using I the VEX simulations. I haven't read it properly. But like but there is a, a VEX infection that they're dealing with. And that specifically is is getting me to think that whatever this long slow whisper is like that's we're gonna see it in that journal and as soon as we get to to europa when i properly read through this it's going to be pretty interesting because i'm it's obvious it's becoming very obvious now how malleable you know vex and exos and everything is the fact that there's all of this going on with Clovis Bray to the point where, you know, we've got the Exo Stranger who could possibly have strong ties to Vex, Exos being strongly tied to Vex and everything. 
I'm I'm going even further down the track now. I'm kind of I'm I'm thinking. I think I know where you're going with this. For whatever reason, when we were talking about this before, I I it popped into my head that adventure you do on Nessus, where Failsafe ends up going into the Vex net the Vex network for years, years and years and years. Yeah. And the other thing I've noticed too, like going really on the theory crafting boat now, is when we saw the Vidoc the other day, they showed Nessus once in, you know, the bit where they started to talk about what beautiful worlds they had. And when I saw that, it was like in a movie, at the at the end of a movie or whatever, when you don't know if there's going to be a sequel, but then they just hold the frame for that little bit longer. They didn't, like, purposely hold the frame on Nessus, but I was just like, when I saw that, they had Nessus up on the screen for long enough to, for me to go, hang on. Why didn't, a, why didn't a triangle ship land over Nessus? Why isn't that going away into the Destiny content vault? Anyway, so let's go theory crafting here, and I'm going to say it'll be really cool if after this, after we go into the Deep Stone Crypt, after we all have our heads wrapped around Vex and the Exos and Clover Spray and everything a bit more, the next step we might end up seeing is giving Failsafe a body finding a bit more about the Exodus crash, finding a bit more about Nessus, because at the end of the day, remember, Nessus, it's not meant to be in our solar system. Do we even know where Nessus came from? Nessus was an unstable centaur that was floating around. It came from the Oort cloud. It's from the Oort cloud. Yes, which the Vex then terraformed into what we see today. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The Oort cloud surrounds our solar system, protects us from outside bullshit the, that wants to... If you look in the Exodus Black Logs, it's not supposed to be there. Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's how they crashed into it. The Oort just... cloud? Or the mm. Google cloud? The Google cloud? Is the go- the actual iCloud. fucking iCloud or Google Clouds actually a <laughs> Vex installation? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's because it wasn't actually in the system until recently, and mm. by recent I mean within the last so many years. Yeah, since 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 Destiny two. Since the Red War. Because how did Cade end up going there? Did he know about it? Or somehow he ended up on Nessus because we followed his signal there. He knew about it. He knew about it? He went on a suicide mission there. Ah, okay. Like, that's his whole point during the Red War. He sends himself on a suicide mission to get Vextech in order to ah yeah yeah go yeah after yeah Gaul. sorry i misheard you i thought he got sent on a suicide mission there yeah because we we rock up and his ship's crashed correct me if i'm wrong but that's his ship that crashes we get his like we track down his signal his so. beacon to the ship and then we find where he is and he's trapped in that in that vex conflux and we release him I that's so. how we track him down yeah so uh, and Nessus was first introduced 
in game anyway um back in d1 age of triumph uh oh was kate it really actually sorry kate is yeah. actually um at a uh terminal doing text only searches he types in first article about kate the first city news article about Cade was 126 years, 11 months, 126 years ago. I'm way older than that. Major events of 126 years ago. Uh, significant progress made in faction accords related Brask A, Traveler, True Origin, and Perp. Minor events of 126 years ago. Uh, first 25 match crucible winning streak recorded re uh, related Ray I. Centaur Planetoid 7066 Nessus re-enters system after unexplained delay related and then he just cuts it off. Unexplained delay. <laughs> yeah, because it was last seen back people. in the Golden Age when they were doing the um, the Exodus project. And that's how the Exodus Black it winked into existence there. The Exodus Black crashed mm. into it and sometime between the Golden Age and that report, it disappeared that, that is for a period of time. Huh. Um, and it just re-entered the system 126 years ago. Although at this point, 129 years ago. <laughs> it yeah, may right. even be more than that because Andal Brask was Hunter Vanguard. Am I right in thinking you just, you just said that? Well, no. So, so the entry I just read was introduced in age of triumph um and it's Cade going through text searches oh that one yes yeah that was quite an amusing one. Oh yeah did we get invaded by horse people yes the traveler is actually oh, a giant horse centaur centaur Horse people inside the traveler. Clever play on words. I just, I just realized that. <laughs> and then Zavala snacks. Yes. Traveler googly eye. Terminal background. Cookies. Like Cookies. that entry is just glorious. <laughs> I miss Cade. More cookies. All right. That being said, Cade is not coming back. Nope. Well, and if he does, I'm going to be yeah. really fucking mad about it. Well, this so the thing is, is not they, ready they yet. might. <laughs> God. See, the thing is, just... no. A Cade could be brought back. It wouldn't be our Cade. No. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be just like Aldrin isn't Aldrin anymore. Exactly. No. All along, Which Ace I... was actually resurrected as well, and the two just never met if, each other. If no, Ace I, was I, even I, actually a person. Yeah. We don't believe, or I don't believe, that Ace or the Queen of Hearts actually existed. They were made up by Kay to try and help keep him sane. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. I agree with that for Ace. I think Queen, like his Queen, was somebody else. Yeah. He had a thing for Maya Sundaresh. Maya Sundaresh had a girlfriend? How fucking dare you? 
she's in a relationship. It's it's canon. It, that Kate that had a thing for her. That doesn't that doesn't stop Kate from fancying the pants off her. Exactly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I've got the hot for Varys. Heard it here first. Fuck yeah. Got the four arms thing. Two metal arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. What you could do with four arms? So many things. You oh, could cook on all four parts of the stove. Someone, someone said the other day that they think that Varrick's might end up getting cut away. I like hope he might. Not. Yeah, I like. I, I don't I think can... Varrick's is gonna make it. I think. Well, I, I think the reason Varric I hated what the they shard. said. Sorry. Varrick stole a shard of the traveler. Oh, he, that's look, how he's, I think we get our stasis powers. He's he's done a couple of things. It's funny because like like he's called Varix the betrayer, and even though he's betrayed his kind, it's been for his kind. Like his whole gig has been, you know, betray Skolos because they're getting nowhere kind of thing, or he had to do that for their survival. He's gone from you know. Drag string help everybody and just pissed everybody off. The the only time he was called Varix the Betrayer was because he was the Prison of Elders warden, and Fallen were bring being brought into the Prison of Elders. But that was his job among um, the Fallen of House Judgment. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like that's that's the job he took with the Awoken. House Judgment yeah. just records. Hmm. It, essentially, he's House Scribe. I really, really want to see him. Prophecies. He just retains the prophecies. Now House Rain has been destroyed. Yeah. So House Rain actually made prophecies, but House Judgment had a member more... in each other house that... They were wrote the, down the, the history of that house. The law keepers and the scribes of the actual uh, elixir. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want him to die. I don't want him to get cut off because whatever happens here with Aramis in the dark and Stasis and us, he needs to live. Because I don't see Varix ushering in the House of Light on his own, as in I I'm going to be pretty cut. I'm going to be pretty cut if Varix dies. It's possible, yeah. but I I can't see it being done like that. He'll be, mm. I'd like to say, whisked off by Mithrax and be involved in the whole Mithrax storyline. He'll then recognise Mithrax as the Kell of Kells. Yeah, because I originally, I was originally thinking before Beyond Light come out and we heard about Aramis, I was originally theory crafting Varix and Mithrax coming up against each other. Remove Aramis from the picture, I saw Varix's final entry and exit from the Prison of Elders as him going, you know what? We've been chasing after the light, reminiscing, missing it for all this time for so long. 
we need to change. And I saw that as his kind of last straw that broke the camel's back. And then he disappeared. And I, I originally thought he was actually going to have affiliation with the nine, a connection with the nine. Um, well, he already has dealings with oh, fuck, them anyway, that's a, that's through, a, through the Awoken. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's a, that's a whole other can of worms because he, he's the fact that he's there on Europa as, you know, Aramis, he's involved with Aramis, whether negatively or positively, I'll, I can't say myself, I'm not 100% sure, we'll find out when the DLC comes out, but what's the chance that Varax did go to Europa with his own intention of tracking down a darkness subclass, chasing down the dark, wielding it himself, but with good intentions in heart, and then come across Aramis doing the same thing, and Aramis has scooped him up and captured him. This is this is just me speculating. Um, on a personal note, I don't think he knew about the darkness being on Europa back in Forsaken when he left. No, he no way, not out. not straight away. I I mean, he went to... since between now and then, maybe he maybe he clued onto it along the way, but. In that moment of him leaving the prison of elders, he went nah, fucking enough. There was enough. a law section that uh, basically said they believed, or they weren't. He was with Aramis. They weren't sure if he was being held prisoner, yeah, or if he was working with her. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I remember that bit. I gen, I genuinely believe that he was originally going to work with her to try and actually reunite the Elixney. Because that's his end goal. Ah, uh, yep. He's yep, realised yep. that Aramis is trying to do what the devils did in um, in the Siva Crisis and try and eliminate yeah. all, the, all the ether consumption. And he's gone. Whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> Just no. Oh, that. And nah, yeah, that's right. Eh? He's, that's... he's he's robbed he's robbed a shard of darkness, and then he sent out the distress signal. Fuck, that's a really good way to look at it. I like that. That's kind of what I thought too. You know, it, he he was captured by Aramis. He took a shard of the uh, the darkness, whatever. He somehow got away from her and then sent a distress call, which is where the Exo Stranger finds him and takes the shard from him. And gives it to us. Exactly. Oh. And that's how we get our stasis powers in the new expansion. Yeah, yeah. Fucking so excited. Oi, do you reckon Mithra do you reckon Varax even knows about Mithrax? Oh yeah. I don't well, I'm that. sure he does. Oh yeah. Because the uh, Mithrax was actually held by the Awoken for a, a time until he was released by was it Shirado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that during Varax's time though. Like, did Mithrax actually end up in the Prison of Elders? The la- the all I have, my to my knowledge, I don't the lore entry the that of I've... Elders then. Yeah, because it's sure it's it's um. I can't pronounce her name. Sure. But she he he's her captive, then he tries to kill himself, she catches him before he jumps off the cliff, then she greets him in Elixney, 
and then thus is the beginnings of him, you know, seeing a better way. Yeah, and now I don't know if, it was, if this was before or after the Wolf Wars. Hmm. Because other than that, I feel like maybe Varix doesn't even know. I mean... I, I definitely think he knows about Mithrax. The, with the with the information gathering he had in the prison of elders, with the crows and all the other means at his disposal, there's no way he didn't know about um, Mithrax because he kept tabs on all the high level fallen. I think you're right. Because um, what and like that's even, that's even... strictly because and like that's strictly because as the last member of House Judgment, he's trying to keep track of the entire fo- Elixney race. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, no, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I have no doubts at all as to Varix's res- resourcefulness and his his information gathering ability. Hundred percent, you're right. But if Mithrax wasn't always a powerful fallen player, if before he was captured by Shaw Ido, he wasn't that, you know, all cracked up to be. No, he he was he was and, just a vandal back then. Hmm. So if he wasn't on Varix's watch list then, and with all of Varix's eyes and ears. And information gathering at the same time, if Mithrax has made just as much of an effort to remain off the grid, that's where I'm coming up with my 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 speculation because the fact that there's been lore entries of him working with Guardians secretively that not only means he's avoided, you know, that doesn't mean he's potentially avoided Mithrax eyes and ears. He's also been avoiding the Vanguard's eyes and ears. That that's that's just that's just my that's just what I reckon. I I reckon I reckon Varix doesn't know. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see how things play out later down the track. Because if, if when eventually Varix does find out, I reckon he's going to be pretty pleasantly surprised. Oh, finally, a fucking man of culture, an elixir of culture. <laughs> there you are. Because that's the first thing they're going to think of is, you know, the elixir of culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I got some la da da I've just been trying nah. to find it, but Very most fancy. of the players in... The Elixney have a VIP number assigned to them by the Shadow Network. Now, yeah. uh, Aramis was VIP two hundred two nine, and even mm-hmm. we've got a VIP number of twenty. Was it twenty fourteen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know Aramis. Do- uh, sorry, not Aramis. Sorry, Mithrax does have one of these numbers, so he is being monitored by the the Shadow Network, which okay, yeah, Verix was a part of. Ah, uh, right. Um, we have that spreadsheet um, somewhere. Green we Raven. We're using it on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Agent Green Raven, wasn't he? 
Who, uh, Varric's Green Raven? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I believe so. So this this is why, because of the information, I'm saying the information yes. he has access to, there's, there is absolutely no way that Varric doesn't know about Mithrax. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. The uh, plot Mithrax thickens. Mithrax is 3987. And Varric is 1121. Anyway. That's cool. Good times. I love this. This, this is really good. I'm loving it. The thing is, you, you don't know this type of stuff until you ask, ask the question. We have time for one short one. One and short one. And then one short one. So how about like one last spin foil that you guys think you'll see? You go, you go first, Sanchi. Oh, no. I'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let... What, you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first, Almas. Unless Arf has something. Oh, no, I do have something, but you go first. No, go for it, Arf. You're our guest. For many, many times now, I have said, Cade is dead. With the release of this new law, it's possible that Cade is alive. And it just is. literally, possibly, being held in stasis somewhere. Or? So... But it wouldn't be Arcade. No, right. it wouldn't be Arcade. Right. It would be the so original Cade. I don't want original Cade. What if he was a douchebag? He probably was a douchebag. Arcade was a douchebag. Well, and and but it was so... our douchebag. <laughs> exactly. So, even if the body isn't around anymore, I'm sure that there actually is a, essentially a hard drive with his memories and. You know his, but it still wouldn't. Mind it still wouldn't be arcade. It still wouldn't be arcade. It wouldn't have right. the centuries of hunterism. It, it wouldn't, and the the O energy, the light that it, resurrected it him. But potentially, we could actually get to see Banshee as he was, Cade as he was, and that's what could be what's on Enceladus. Now, I have a spin foil theory that is dangerously close to what we're actually talking about mm -hmm. so this is actually going to be a spoiler for the clovis journals okay i'll allow it clovis senior you know clovis the first mm -hmm. put clovis the second into an exobody before they've perfected the process i didn't know himself that apart. and and he ripped himself apart and clovis the first ends up saying i still have his memory drive just waiting for that second you know upload my spin foil theory is what if cade was clovis the second why what makes you think that huh nothing oh, okay it's just it it's the fact that like that would be the wildest theory proven right because which everybody wants Cade back which is why he's got like, access everybody... to all the high level pro projects to oversee them right like, like everybody theory. is talking about we can go to the deepstone crypt and bring Cade back well it's not going to be arcade but what if 
it was somebody who actually meant something in you know the golden age rather than you know just playing it off as oh he's some drunk who got you know wave two into debt and clovis spray just bought it and used him as an assassin which is why he could have had the money to spend that much on his gambling debts and getting drunk on the company money and trashing a fleet of ships or something getting chased by the police Clovis Senior paid right. them off. I like that. Oh boy! <laughs> like I said, it's a wild theory. You love There's it. no proof. No, actually, but... it makes a lot of sense. It does actually make a lot of sense, which is also why he has access to all the high-level projects to actually report back to Clovis Senior, and why Maya Sundaresh goes and sort of ignores him because he's the money and he's in the way. Even though he's got a bit of a thing for it. Ooh, ooh. What if Maya Sundaresh what if Maya Sundaresh is the mother of Elsie and Wilhelmina? I'll allow it. <laughs> what if she wanted children and the Clovis senior and junior wanted heirs and she was a surrogate? Well, a surrogate or a willing volunteer. Or knowing what Clovis Senior is like, he just went ahead and did it anyway. I mean, from since I've not read everything, but from what I do remember from the from D one and from the cards that we read back from like the Vault of Glass cards, I remember that she um was just so buried in her work and was so dedicated to her work that I don't think she would have done that. It's because possible. I don't I don't think but, she her personality I don't think would have lent her to being a mom. But we originally I originally thought she actually hate from everything we got from the Ishtar collective cards that she they they hated Clovis Bray. They couldn't stand him. Why would you go and work for a guy you Correct. absolutely hated? Correct. And then the new lore came out, and she is featured in it. And like I said, I still haven't actually dove into it yet completely, so I, there might be something going on with Maya or not. It's interesting. Hmm. It would. Have you got? Have you got anything that's completely out there and then scra- it, is, it is scraping the bottom of the barrel? <laughs> yes, Edgy. Do you have anything? No. Look, I wish I wish I could add more on this, but this is this is one of the the Mayas under Esh and my my knowledge of this is I know that there was the simulation with the scientists that we were talking about before that they were able to recreate uh, Mayas under Esh. Um, I heard that name around, but I'm I I need to uh, read that autobiography. I need to know who Maya Sundaresh is because I don't. There's a lot more lore with Maya you... Sundaresh that's actually came out this season. As well. Yeah, you might so... remember Maya Sundaresh also was mentioned during one of the strikes that we got during Forsaken. Um, yes. Was it Forsaken? Elemist. It was the so. um, Insight Terminus. 
Yep. She's mentioned it's in the, the ins- very end. Insight Terminus. Um, yeah. Oh. M send 12 is Maya Sunderesh. And and the popular that they theory the is Oxo and all that stuff is, is this. Yeah. And the popular I, theory is the twelve at the end is which iteration of her it is. So she she could already be. So an that is all kind of linked together. So she could already well, no, have been it, not no, necessarily I think an exo. One of her reflections or whatever that were there were many. Oh, of the twelfth the, the twelfth version of her. Yes. I forgot how many. There was 250 yeah. odd of 280. 227 yeah. copies. 220, yeah, 227. The fact that... That were just sent into the Vex Information Network. Oh, what was um, what was that Scion's name in the um, in that strike that we defeated? The one you were just talking about? Oh, Karen, yeah, Scion yeah, Captain. Karen. What? No. <laughs> Cargan. Cargan. Oh, we I can't. Karen. Like, yeah. Look, mate, it doesn't matter how oh, much you dive, you're not going to find the Vex manager, alright? <laughs> Just give up. It's not happening. <laughs> this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> okay, no, nah, that, wow, that's, that's really interesting because just like Forsaken, with everything we discovered with Riven and the, the Dreaming City and everything, that was the catalyst for the next couple of seasons and everything, right? massive massive piece of law right there this could be the prelude to then involving um was it gaul's daughter how do you pronounce her name kaatl yeah kaatl this could be where she also makes an appearance down the road you know we saw that snippet of savala standing with osiris Mm -hmm. and two centurions i thought that was really my, my original thought there was my original thought was, okay, Osiris, here we are. Let's move down the Zyphu Arath pathway to combat, you know, the sister of war. What's the most militia-oriented race we've dealt with out of the Cabal? So we might actually end up liaising with the Cabal, you know, and whether that becomes, you know, us establishing an alliance with the Cabal, maybe not. That may bo- That may be more of a, you know... Let's come to a peace agreement, or you know, Enemy peace. Yeah. We're not, we're not actually. Yeah, I thought of this the other day. I was like, the fallen will become our allies. The cabal will just coexist, kind of thing. The vex and help out when when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. The vex simply because they're trying to re-establish balance in the universe. If we harness the light and the dark we may end up fitting into, you know, they might end up accepting as us as, like, the Grey Jedi. So if we have the light in the... <laughs> okay, all right, don't worry about that one. But I, then the Hive... I seriously no, doubt I it. know what you mean. But then, then I was like, the Hive... Yeah, maybe eventually the Hive will just move on. And we'll just be like, look, we're never going to be friends. You're not going to find a solution with the Worm Gods here. There's no light here for you. They might just leave. But that just reminded me of what my two-minute question is. So, well, yeah. so like, I I do agree with the Elixni, you know, the Fallen, and I mm-hmm. I do agree with the Cabal. Like at that point, we're like, hey, we've decimated your entire military force. Let's be nice. <laughs> so, but the 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 Hive. Their whole point is that they're trying to make the universe that yeah. final shape. 
Yeah, the so they're logic. not gonna move because their whole point is to kill everything or be killed. I hundred percent agree. I had a blank look on my face just then because for some reason I started to recall something from the other day that I can't back up because I can't remember it, where it came from. But I, for some reason in my head I had it that at one point there was a hive wizard that ended up not killing its victim or, you know, it ended up doing a fucking agree to disagree and fucking off from whatever it was. Which when I saw that or heard about that, I was like, that's not very sword logic. Anyway, don't, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be throwing red herrings or anything. I could. I could have um, dreamed that up for all I know. But you keep know an what? eye out. It's, dreams are accepted spinfoil theories. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the Vex, like their whole point is to become a natural force in existence, much like space time all that okay one last one from me we create the exos from the vex the exos then if evolve and become the vex learn how to time travel and it all goes around again really we're stuck oh, so... in one massive time loop <laughs> time loop yeah i like that there's nothing to support it but i like it well, it's, it's kind of there. <laughs> the exos have been no. confirmed as partial vex. Don't like it. I'll allow it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. I've, I've, I've got a goodie. Okay, go ahead. I've got a goodie. We gave so. Arf one more, so you can have one more. All right, so... I reckon that the Nine will become the next enemy that we fight. As in the Taken was the last enemy we got, or the Scorn was the last enemy we got, but my tone of voice should be enough for, for thought there. Um, under the premise that the, the entities of the Nine, some are good and some are bad, if the Nine end up manifesting physically through paracausal energy or however means... They could end up being, you know, what if, you know, we say the next the next enemy alien race is going to be the veil. We're still there's still a lot we don't know about the veil. I I I wonder if we may end up versing what the whatever the nine manifest as. Well, the veil we've only seen concept art and statues. Yeah, that's it. But um, what oh, what was the other thing? I was like, the Exo Stranger is interesting in this next content drop because she's got ties to you know, the Bray family, Deepstone Crypt. Eris has ties to Stasis, the Pyramid ships. The Drifter, correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't seen him use a single Stasis power. That's a big call from me. I could have just missed it, but. If I'm wrong, in we the, haven't in the, you've missed that. We haven't seen yeah. him use any no, powers. No, we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen him yeah, use a single period. power he did yet. In the trailer. Oh, he did. He did. He did in the one the trailers. Okay, my bad. Just when he he throws up the wall while er, um, Eris does her um, bally trick. Where oh, her, that's cool. Her orb changes color. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, my thing is, 
Exo Stranger connection, Deepstone Crypt, Eris Morn connection, um, Savathun Pyramid ships and everything. The Drifter is going to be the dot that connects the nine into this chapter of Destiny. They've always been oh, hanging oh, around, like their really their main their their main presence has been around this section of the solar system, the Jovian the Jovian section of the solar system. So this he he's going to be their doorway in with whatever this entails. You know, this is this is the prophecy dungeon showing us Aramis. I'm for, I am so keen to see what happens with them because you know all they want. All they want is to escape their reality, and at the end of the day, who's to say if they'll do it at whatever cost or not? Yeah. You're not wrong. That actually makes a lot of sense. It does. Awkward silence. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Once, one, I, I really wonder what it will mean to the Nine when they see us wield both light and dark. Because if that's something that they're holding out for, that could give them an answer that could then result in who knows what. So, you know, us us, us harnessing the light in the dark won't just be us answering questions for ourselves and essentially raising more questions. It could be giving answers to others as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. I like it. Elmas, do you have one? Yes, but it's going to be a lengthy conversation, so let's... <laughs> let's not. Write it down. Right. <laughs> Send in an email. <laughs> I'll email myself. Yep, he's the one that checks the email. I don't. All right. Um, that was a lot of spinfoily goodness. I hope you guys had fun very juicy oh yeah oh yeah oh very juicy nice (laughs) (laughs) we'll go into shout outs um senshi do you have any shout outs just like to come back with what we were were talking about with the gms and i want to give a big shout out to terra stralis clan for you know providing a good a good hub for all us guardians to kind of get together and help each other out, especially in this time where content's going away. I've seen a lot of people helping each other, and I think that's really cool. You know, kudos to Log for putting Terra Australis together and what it what it is at the moment, and it'll grow. And massive thanks to Speakable Auto and the boys for getting together. And you know, when we when we do our GMs on the weekend, like I said before, it's it's really satisfying. It's really fulfilling being able to help people out with that activity mm-hmm. um i fucking i fucking love it that's probably my favorite thing in destiny at the moment and yeah just all all the end game content we've got a whole bunch of guys ready and rearing to help and it's always it's always a good time mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. good times our what about you do you have any shout outs i do i have a couple uh one of the biggest one goes out to my admin team we had a very difficult time recently, uh, and thanks to Elemis knows all about it, and thanks to them, they stood by me and then actually made the clan stronger to what it actually is, and it's it's a really good thing. Um, 
Another one just goes out to Panda and Gibby for dragging my sorry ass through zero hour. And Yay! The, the last one goes out to uh, Parody and Night Demon for putting up with me. And the biggest one of all, to Respawn. I broke my laptop today. I've virtually <laughs> rebuilt it with duct tape and cable ties and whatever else I can find. I went on to record the <laughs> podcast this morning and instantly he's got my he wants my address and he's actually gonna send me a replacement. Nice. Wow. Which is absolutely amazing. <coughs> and I can't thank him enough. That's really great. It's good. Oh. Yeah. That's really nice. Elmist, what about you? Shout outs for you. Shout out to Ishtar Collective as always. They are I where so. I build the, you know, I use them to build the show notes. Uh, shout out to you guys for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Oh, it's an honor. Absolutely. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> shout out to you guys for having <laughs> we'll us. We'll have both of you back. Yeah, we'll have both of you back. Of course. Don't worry. And, uh,. Shout out to ADP, you know, the another Destiny podcast, because I've had four hours straight, almost five hours, of just this talk. <laughs> Best day ever. I mean, I can't tell if you're enjoying yourself or if you hate yourself. Yes. <laughs> That's actually a really good answer. I'll have you know, I'm somewhat of a it's but ifs buts and maybes scientist myself. Working on sketchy sketchy facts and guess <laughs> and precision guesswork. You you after what four four to nine hours of that, you feel like Captain Hindsight from The Simpsons or something. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we should have done. <laughs> this is what might yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. And final shout out to Clovis the Second for being Cade. You're throwing that out there, that fucking bomb disclaimer shot. unconfirmed. <laughs> for safety. Totally unconfirmed. Putting up a thing that says we can't verify this tweet. <laughs> I'm going to start a hashtag. Hang on. Let me just load up for oh <laughs> Totally unconfirmed. Oh my god. But you know in your heart. <laughs> I mean, sure. This oh, message approved by turn. the last city vanguard. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, my shout outs? Oh, Elmas, when is your episode dropping? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Probably next week. Yeah. Probably when this episode drops. So, look for Elmas' episode on another Destiny podcast when this one comes out. Guys, please support other Destiny podcasts. I don't know. Support Destiny Down Under. 100%. I find Senshi on it a lot. <laughs> 
people have started asking when I'm going to be an, an actual host. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do this. Don't say that. That's what happens to us. That's, yeah. You, uh, you Sorry, guys. Humble Senshi is humble. out there now. Yeah. No. <laughs> God. That's that's how I, it I starts. Have, Danger. Shout outs, shout outs to, uh, yeah, Tara Strauss for being a, a super great clan and being really welcome. And I'm the weird American girl in the Australian clan, and everyone's super nice about it. <laughs> so, thank you. Unless it's uh, private matches in Crucible, then every man for himself. Yeah, I know. But that's different. That's private matches in Crucible. And then it's just all bagging and terrible nightmares. And, yeah. It's alright. Whenever we play Control, I'm the only one that captures any points, so... If I they're just, actually capturing points, they're doing it wrong. I just put with the Horde on points. I'm, I'm probably scum of the planet. At the moment, you are scum oh. of the planet a lot of times. You drop a wither horde, you run away, then you come back after you've propped junies and you punch them, and then they start screaming furiously at you, and you die, but then they fall in your wither horde. Or yeah. you've made a sunspot. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I'm just going to bring Sassy, then he'll be on my team. So it'll be fine. We'll win. You're the kind of person I hate in Crucible. No, 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 <laughs> Everything is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I don't see that because I actively avoid. Oh, crucible. look at that no scope, bra. Also, super thank you to Sassy and Aura for helping me with the Niobe collapse. <laughs> because fuck me, <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> for them, it was super easy. For me, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help. Big help. It was fun. I had a really good time. Big gay up. Yeah. That was a good time. Anyway, we have... Oh, um, we have no plans after this episode, so I'll let you know who our next guests are. Don't have any. Um, still haven't heard back from one person that I asked to be a guest because he's super busy. So, um, oh, we do have... We have one person lined up in a couple of weeks and we are taking time off for thanksgiving and you know i'm just gonna fucking tweet a schedule when i figure it out fuck it yeah whatever i control the twitter i can do whatever i want who's gonna stop me no one um yeah so i'm gonna here's some reminders for you hooray uh <laughs> yeah oh oh god oh oh no Oh no! What did you do? <laughs> I I pitched the idea of open forum <sighs> as a, as a friendly neighborhood idea. Open forum recordings. But I, I'm just oh. a humble. I'm just Doesn't a humble. Like what you dropped into on Friday, and really upset Lodge. <laughs> oh I, no, that's just you loved podcast. it, mate. That's normal. <laughs> 
No, that's just that's I was what the, that's just what DDU is. That's just what they do. I watched no, that no, on the Saturday morning and realized how much time warps when you're inebriated. You were so I'm glad I had stuff written so down at the very least. Inebriated, sweetie. So today, bottle of water. Yeah, bottle of water. Another one after this, maybe. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at hey it's orchid or elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. Yes. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram for some reason at guardians of lore. Uh, please leave a review wherever reviews can be found. Join our Discord. Uh, there is a link in the description of this episode, as Elemist pointed out earlier in this episode. Don't look so happy, Elemis. Big hap. Like this is my happy face. <laughs> he looks very happy. It's not. That's your I've been doing podcasts for five hours face and I'm really fucking done. <laughs> Ignore um, the yawning. Yeah. So once again, um, Senshi, where can we find you online? Uh, streaming schedule? You can stream whenever the fuck you want. For the next two weeks, I have taken work off. So that is definitely what I'll be doing. Um, uh-huh. Just Senshi Boy with two eyes on the look it's you probably you're gonna struggle to spell it and you know how to type a Twitter handle, but if you've Senshi Boy on Twitch and I'm learning the ropes on Twitter still. If you guys wanna find him on Twitter, let me know and I will I'll hook you guys up. How about that? Good. Yes. Okay, RF where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at, uh, just search for Not Arf and I'll come up. Um, okay. You can find me on, <laughs> you can find me on um, Instagram, that's the one I was looking for. Mine completely went blank there. Um, and you can find me on the Two Titans and Hunter podcast, uh, trying to educate two titans and a very outspoken hunter on law. Yes. It was oh, a good yeah. time. Nice. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. I had a really good time uh, recording this. It was fun having you. This has been delightful. Been fantastic. Had a great time. Oh, yeah. Yay, everyone, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you later, mate. <laughs>